Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the final hour of power here on this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio. We've touched on a lot here tonight, man. It's been a crazy past 48 hours here in our nation's capital. It all started yesterday. Josh Harris trimming the fat over in Ashburn. Ron Rivera relieved of his duties at head, as head coach of the Washington Commanders after four years in power. He compiled a record of 26-40-1. Three team names. Two owners, eight different starting quarterbacks, but ultimately not enough victories for Ron Rivera at about 8.20 a.m. Eastern time. Yesterday, uh, we got the news from our pal Adam Schefter that Josh Harris has decided to relieve head coach Ron Rivera of his duties. Shortly after that, we have what I like to call a double dega, so to speak. Ron Rivera, or excuse me, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider, in combination with our pal Adam Schefter, dropped a bombshell report giving us some insight into just how the next organizational structure here in Washington will go down. Schefter and Woes reported that Josh Harris has hired former Warriors general manager Bob Myers and former Vikings GM Rick Spielman to assist in the search process for a new head of football operations and Head coach. And since then, we've obviously seen them put in six different head coach interview requests. We've seen them put in a multitude of different GM interview requests. They're wasting no time. They're getting to work. We've gone through each of the candidates. Right now, I want to zero in on assistant general manager from the San Francisco 49ers, one Adam Peters. Now, Adam Peters is currently being interviewed right now in Miami by Josh Harris and Washington Commanders Brass. Adam Peters is well-traveled. And if you're just tapping into the show, our pal John Kime of ESPN, as well as our pal Matt Barrows of The Athletic, who covers the Niners, both of those two making a prediction, is what I'll call it. And they can be right, they can be wrong, that Adam Peters ends up as the head of football operations for the Washington Commanders. If that ultimately is the case, I think we got to start doing a little bit of a deep dive as to who could possibly be the next head coach of your Washington Commanders. Because when you look at Adam Peters, this year, this is 21st season in the National Football League. He's been the Niners assistant GM for three of those 21 years. He's been a VP of player personnel. He's been a director of college scouting. 
He is well-traveled. He's been a national scout. He's been a regional scout. He is well-traveled. And I, and this is just my personal preference, and you'll hear the junkies say different things. You'll hear G&D say different things. You'll hear B. Mitch and Finley say different things. To me, when it comes to someone being my lead executive in an organization, they have to have a very diverse scouting background. That matters to me. Why? Because like I said, too many times over the past four years, Ron Rivera and company going against conventional wisdom in the draft, selecting a guy that no one's heard of. I need football guys in this building. And Adam Peters represents that. Well-traveled as a scout. He spent time in Denver with the Broncos from 2009 to 2016. He spent time uh, in New England with the Patriots from 03 to 08. He's well-traveled, man. It's two damn good organizations to come from. So in terms of a potential head coach that uh, Adam Peters would be interested in, if we just if we just look at his background, stops in New England, stops in Denver, stops in San Fran, three destinations that he's worked in. I would think maybe he plucks from one of those staffs or, or someone that he's worked with and crossed paths with in those destinations. But I also think we may see an outside-of-the-box head coach hire from Adam Peters because we let you hear from John Kime earlier. He thinks the combination is going to be Adam Peters and Ben Johnson. Now, the Ben Johnson thing is interesting. Ben Johnson comes from Detroit. He's been the OC there the last two years. Longtime tight ends coach. Another coach that is pretty well-traveled. With Ben Johnson, though, there's a connection and a relationship that he has that kind of has been swept under the rug here. When you look at things... And do a little bit of deep diving. Rick Spielman. Rick Spielman was brought in by Josh Harris to help assist and aid during the head of football op search and head coach search. Rick Spielman was with the Minnesota Vikings for a very, very long time. He's got a multitude of different ties to the Minnesota Vikings. Does that mean does that mean that he brings in a guy like Mike Zimmer? I know you're all probably like, oh heck no. No, no Mike Zimmer. I probably wouldn't want <laughs> Mike Zimmer here either. But it's a name. I'm just connecting dots here. He spent a very long time in New England with the Patriots. Is he why we're hearing these Bill Belichick rumors? To Washington. I don't know. It's a genuine question that I'm asking. He spent time in Denver. As the director of college scouting. It's very easy math that I'm doing here, folks. He, you look at his time in Denver. You look at who was on the coaching staff. During his time in Denver. And you start to connect the dots here. In 2016, his final year with the Denver Broncos, the head coach of that team was Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak 
has ties to that Shanahan offense. Gary Kubiak runs the Shanahan system. The defensive coordinator was Wade Phillips. The quarterbacks and pass game coordinator was Greg Knapp, who is no longer with us. He tragically passed away this summer. The running backs coach was Eric Studsville. And Eric Studsville is currently in Miami. He is the associate head coach and running backs coach for the Dolphins. Would he be somebody that maybe, just maybe, Rick Spielman would want to bring in, Adam Peters would want to bring in as the next head coach? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to connect the dots here. That's it. That's all. We know about his time in Denver with the Broncos. His most recent stop was San Francisco. And this is Linnell putting his name to something. This is Linnell saying, look, this is personally what I think is going to happen. I agree with I agree with uh, John Kime. And I also agree with Matt Barrows that I, I do feel like Adam Peters, because he was interviewed first, is probably their lead dog and the guy that they want to be um, the next head coach here. The other thing that gets me, I know Adam Peters is the guy. We all think Adam Peters is the guy. See, Kime thinks that Mike McDonald, not Mike McDonald, Ben Johnson will end up being uh, the head coach candidate for Adam Peters. I go look at Bobby Slowick. Offensive coordinator, Houston Texans. He worked directly with Bobby Slowick the past couple of years. He knows Bobby Slows better than anybody. What about Bobby Slowick as the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? I think Mike Vrabel also is somebody that has to be brought up as the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. Adam Peters spent plenty of time in New England with the Patriots. Just a thought. As we sift through this thing and you really start to do the background work and dig and see what relationships guys have across the league, you realize how long and drawn out of a process this could potentially be. It's not something that I think is going to happen quickly. There are a ton of different relationships out there that Adam Peters may have. But I just gave you a couple of names that I think he'll for damn sure be interested in. But I want to take your calls. We'll re-rack the question I asked you earlier. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. We heard from John Kime of ESPN. We heard from Matt Barrows of The Athletic. Adam Peters seems like Washington's number one candidate to be the next head of football operations. But I want to ask you this question. Would you rather the commanders land their top front office candidate or their top head coach candidate? Their call's next on the fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. one 800 1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. It's happened in the overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge, Hubert Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock tonight. But before we get to 10 o'clock, I want to run through some of your calls. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Uptown Don, if you can, can we run that John Kime audio back? ESPN uh, Commander's Insider. Uh, joined the Kevin Sheehan show earlier this morning on our sister station, the Team 980. You can catch Kevin Monday through Friday, 10 to 1, uh, over on 980. And honestly, Kevin Sheehan putting John Kime's feet to the fire. Kime, one of the most plugged-in members of the beat, the most tenured member of the beat. He put John Kime's feet to the fire and asked Kime, who do you think Washington will end up with as their next head of football operations and head coach? Take a listen. No money involved, no going back and saying you were wrong. I I know you hate to do this, but I want on today, January 9th, your strongest hunch on GM and coach. Who do they end up with? I think they get Peters because I think like this guy's MO is this is the guy you want, this is the guy you get. Um, Okay, and the coach that follows is? Right now I'll say Ben Johnson because, again, primary target, and you have then I think you compare your Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch together. Um, so that's just like if I had to roll the dice, just based on how Josh Harris has operated, 
in the past, I think this is an attractive job, Kevin, um, for a lot of reasons yeah. that, and it gives young, it gives a young executive and a young coach a lot of security, knowing you have an owner who will not fire you within two years if it's not turned around. Zach Kahn talking about who he projects to be the next head coach and uh, head of football ops here in D.C. Knowing that Washington kind of has already identified the top two candidates, what would you rather have? The commanders land their top front office candidate or the commanders land their top head coach candidate? If you listen to the show earlier, I'm hell-bent on, look, the executive's more important. That matters, to me, more than the coach. Especially when it comes to the recent history of this franchise. Ron Rivera out in Washington after four seasons because he didn't win enough games and he couldn't find a quarterback. But ultimately, their talent evaluation wasn't good enough. When you have one guy heading up the football operation, and being the head coach, you get stretched too thin, and I think that's what happened with Ron Rivera. If Josh Harris and company are going to learn from the mistakes of their predecessor, then you'd have to go after the GM. That would have to be more important to me. And it seems like they understand that, because right now they're in Miami interviewing Adam Peters as we speak. They have another interview set up for tomorrow in Miami with Alec Hallaby. Uh, the assistant general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. But I want to open up the phones. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Commanders fans, what would you rather have? The team land their top front office candidate or the team land their top head coaching candidate? Al is out in Riverdale. What's going on, Al? Hey, my man. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? All right. I think, man, what the team need to do, man, is get the head man first, get the GM first. I think, man, what they need to do, Lionel, mm-hmm. my man, bring bring Doug Williams back in operation, man. Huh, you Al, you know what? I like, I like that answer, Al, because I don't like the way that Doug Williams was treated when he was in a position of power. But go on. Thank you, my man. Now, listen, I'm talking about bringing him for the GM. I'm talking about keeping Eric. Eric Enemy in the in the building for head coach. And then I'm talking about for defensive coordinator, bring your man Brian Flores. Bring your man Brian Flores in here. Like Doc Walker say, man, you get them guys back in here, I think, man, you can get the RK Stadium, man, back on FedEx again, um, big line there. What do you think about it? Hey, look, man, I ain't, I ain't ever against hiring, you know, I ain't never against going against my people, Al, is how I would say it, man. I appreciate the call. Eric Bieniemy, we we touched on him earlier. I I honestly have to believe, and I'll kind of reset what I said. When you look at this hiring cycle, there are more, there are better options that are defensive-minded guys in comparison to the offensive-minded guys. My top offensive-minded uh, candidate would be Bobby Slowick of the uh, Houston Texans. It's, it gets later in the night. My, my brain just gets shot. I'm feeling old up here, man. But no, he would be my top offensive-minded candidate. And here's why. I know a lot of people geeked up over Ben Johnson. Slow it would be mine because when you look at the offensive adversity that the Texans had to go through this year, they were playing their sixth center. They're beat up all across the offensive line. They simply don't have the talent that Ben Johnson is working with in Detroit with the Lions. So I think... Bobby Slowick 
was able to get the most out of his personnel. So for that reason, he would be at the top of my list. Another name that isn't mentioned a lot, and he is uh, slated to interview for the Panthers job, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. You think about what he was able to do with Jake Browning and how that offense was able to stay afloat. A lot of it has to do with Brian Callahan. I know people are going to say, oh, working with Joe Burrow, man, that's easy. I hear you, but he had to get Joe Burrow working. He had to get Joe Burrow functioning. And it wasn't just Joe Burrow offensively for the Bengals. Their running game, bad is all outdoors. They're physical, they're tough up front, and they have an identity offensively that I think Brian Callahan helped shape. So he's another offensive candidate uh, to keep a to keep a, a ear out for, so to speak. Marcus is in Laurel. What's going on, Marcus? Hey, Lunel. I love uh, listening to you, man. You you show the passion. You show the passion that I just that all of the uh, the Skins fans dive into. But I just Appreciate I, I feel like we should do. Um, we should do a GM first, man. Like they, they have the head, they have the knowledge that we should go into. We should go into first, and they, they have the knowledge of the guys that we should hire. So GM first, uh, uh, coach whatever they decide. Yeah. But we just got to get the the right the right p the right things in places, man. So. That's all I got to say. Marcus, appreciate you tapping in as always, my brother. Happy New Year to you if I'm just now hearing from you. Everything he says, I think I'm honestly proud of us as a fan base that we're all on the same page with this. The fact that a lot of you understand how important that first part of the process is uh, speaks to, huh, dare I say this, the football intelligence of the fans in the DMV. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue to run through your calls. What's more important to you? The commanders landing their top front office candidate or the commanders landing their top head coach candidate? We'll run through your calls next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. one 1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Not going to waste any time, man. We're getting right back out to the phones. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock tonight. But we got to hit the phones. What's more important to you? The commanders landing their top front office candidate or the commanders landing their top head coaching candidate? Andre out in Cali. What's going on, Linnell, youngest in charge. What's going on, baby? What's going on, doggy? How are you? 
I'm doing good. I, I picked the wrong week to have a West Coast work trip. I've been listening to <laughs> I've been listening to the Odyssey app all day, trying to stay up to date with all the updates. And so, what I do appreciate and agree with you on is the process and the way that they are going about this is what I'm enjoying the most. Yeah. It, it used to be when Dan Snyder was doing these things, he would it was like rumors. And it was secret list of people they were talking to. Yes. I like how they're going about the approach the right way. But I will say, I think the coaching candidate is more important. Hmm. That's interesting, Andre. You know, everyone's been on the other side of this. I can't wait to hear. Well, only because that great coaching can elevate mediocre talent. Mm. Right? Oh, and, yes. and so, and, and, and even so, bad coaching can mess up good talent. Right? Like, you can right. put, you can have your good players. You know, like we kind of did, like, and not have Terry in the right situation to, Damn, that's a good to point. catch balls down the field, right? Yeah, that's a hell of a point, Andre. So, so that's that's, that's my only thing, man. I, I really appreciate their approach, and I hope they get their number one target for the front office. But for me, football is all about X's and O's and leading men, and I hope they get their coach right. Andre, appreciate the call. Appreciate you bringing the strong as always, my brother. Enjoy the work trip. Andre, probably the only one, Grant, Danny did this, I'm doing it here now, is the only person that I've heard be on the other side of the spectrum. And I think the argument, I understand it wholeheartedly. And the way Andre put it was beautiful. Good coaching can overcome bad talent evaluations. And also, coaching, wow, I'm stunned, I'm floored. Dave is an Ashburn. Wow. Dave, what's, what's going up, on, man? How are you? Hey, great. I'm great. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you so much for your energy tonight on this rainy night. I appreciate you, buddy. So I'm, I am I agree with everything that last caller was kind of saying, especially with uh, Dan Snyder before, but I'm with you and most of them on the picking the GM first. Um, I def, I, it's funny. I've been watching Welcome to Wrexham. It's like the uh, Deadpool guy going to, you know, doing the uh, soccer over in Europe. But the first thing they did, and the first thing anyone does, is they put their GM in place. The GM is everything. And right now, with our position with the draft picks, I really want a GM that knows the league, has been around, has a background scouting. That's why I like Peters a lot. Yes. Um, with our draft position and everything we have right now, like I, I'm not big on going quarterback first round. I'd be very happy to trade down and get some line guys. Dave, because Dave, Dave, really, Dave, 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 yeah, Dave. Sorry. Dave, I love you, my man. But that that's ludicrous. They got to go quarterback at two, bro. Well, we, how many times? I mean, did, we did that with RG three, and then we got Cousins later. Right. I just, I know. I hear you. Go ahead. I hear you. I just think that we overlook so much the importance of our own line, and the thing that you look at every team, even every Super Bowl winning team, I've never seen a bad O line win. Maybe the Ravens when they won that year, they weren't great, but they were still okay. You know, oh, and we that. really have to establish that core. The core is all in the line of scrimmage. You know, I played offensive line in the. The thing we're known for in this team, the, the Redskins or excuse me, the Commanders, yeah. is is the Hogs and the line play. And we won so you know three different Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. That's Dave. A, but pretty much same line. Dave, know? I appreciate the call as always, my man. I, it's good stuff. I I, I hear it one hundred ten percent. He brings the quarterback thing was was nuts. I was not prepared for that. Dave's a pretty smart caller, but that was ludicrous. I'll say this in terms of the decision they have to make coming up in April in the draft. Can't go wrong with a quarterback that you fall in love with. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're joined by our pal Matt Burrows of The Athletic who'll give us the latest on Adam Peters. That's next on The Fan.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 1067 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge, Wilmot Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio. Right now, we go out to the BetQL guest hotline. So we find our pal Matt Barrows. He covers the San Francisco 49ers for The Athletic. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Matt Barrows. Matt, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, busy, man. It has been crazy uh, here in our nation's capital. The last 48 hours have been a whirlwind. I got the chance to catch you on earlier with our pals Grant and Danny. I thought uh, you did an awesome job. We want to come in and maybe ask you some of the questions they didn't ask. I want to first start with this, my friend. Tell the D.C. audience why everyone across the National Football League is so enamored with Niners assistant general manager Adam Peters. Yeah, he's been uh, running this 49ers draft essentially since 2017. Um, They hired uh, John Lynch uh, back then to be the general manager, but he had, you know, zero experience in a front office. So he really needed guys that uh, had experience, had experience running the draft. 49ers had uh, the number two overall pick that year. So the draft was going to be the avenue through which um, that that team sort of rebuilt itself. So they needed somebody who knew the ins and outs of college football and the draft. And so Adam Peters was brought in, and uh, he's been the uh, the top lieutenant, the right-hand man for, for John Lynch. You know, you look at this roster, yeah. and you see how talented it, it is. And um, a lot of that has to do with uh, Adam Peters and who he's been able to draft. And really, it's been the... The second half of drafts, the the later round picks that have been um, really uh, Adam Peters' calling card uh, since he got here. Um, there, there have been some some misses, some really big misses yeah. <laughs> in the first round, also the second round. But uh, it's the it's the day two and especially the day three picks, the George Kittles, the uh, Brock Purdy's that have really kind of uh, made this roster into what it is. Yeah, I think that's what has a lot of folks across the NFL, you know, so hot on this dude's tails, man. The, the ability to hit on late round draft picks and not just hit, Matt. They're they're drafting all pro caliber players uh, with their day two and day three picks. It's it's definitely uh, something that we want to see here in Washington. But I know there's been a lot of conversation over really the last twelve to eighteen months about how interested Adam Peters would even be. In leaving San Francisco, we understood that last hiring cycle, he turned down two gigs. So do you think, two-parter for you, I guess, do you think that he's ready to leave? And then would Washington uh, provide him that opportunity that maybe he's looking for here? I think the answer is to both those questions is yes. Yeah. Um, you know, he's from the Bay Area. He's from the South Bay Area, which is where the – the 49ers have their stadium now and um, where they have their headquarters. So, um, you know, he has he has a young family out here. 
Um, my point is that uh, it, it was a scenario where if it wasn't the exact right fit, um, he was fine uh, staying put. Um, like I said, he, he's had a lot of license here as well. He's doing what he wants to do, right. which is you know uh, add players and, and run the draft and, and things like that. Um, but, uh, I, my, my reading the tea leaves and I have not had a conversation with him about this is that the Washington job would be very attractive, uh, because, um, I think there's a sense that with the new ownership, um, you know, a, a new GM is going to have, uh, a nice runway. It's going to, it's going to mm-hmm. be able to spend money. I think he can look at some of the other, uh, Josh Harris teams, in the NBA and the NHL and sort of see a track record of that. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that's, uh, that's going to be attractive to him. A, a fan base, I think it's a fan base that in a lot of ways is very similar to the one that he grew up with out here yeah. uh, with the 49ers. So, um, like I said, I, I think he's uh, in a position where he can be picky, but that this opportunity might be one that, uh, if offered to him, he, he might go for. Matt, would you be would you be willing to go out on a limb? And, and this is just speculation on your behalf. Would you would you think it would be his top option at this point? Um, I'm trying to think of all the other options out there: uh, Chargers, Raiders, Washington. Is that uh, is that what we're looking at right now with At- the GM Atlanta, opening? Atlanta. Uh, well. Well, yes, I guess you you are right in terms of the GM openings in particular. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, know, uh, I I would think that the Chargers would be uh, attractive for a lot of reasons, um, given you know the state of the roster, the fact that they do have a uh, franchise quarterback already in place. <laughs> right. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I want to be the the GM of a team that hires uh, Jim Harbaugh as the head coach. <laughs> Um, I know you're pretty I'm, familiar with him, huh? <laughs> I'm very, I'm very familiar with that dynamic, and I, I bet Trent Balky, who's the GM in uh, in Jacksonville, yeah. might agree with me there. So um, that uh, that could be interesting, but yeah, I would put the Chargers and and Washington at the, at the top of the heap there. So Matt, I think he brought up something interesting with with Jim Harbaugh and the power structure that existed while he was there in San Francisco and why they ultimately ended up parting ways with each other. Josh Harris, during his press conference yesterday, was very adamant about, look, 80-hour work weeks for both your head of football ops and your head coach. It takes a special alien, as I like to call it, uh, to be great at both. When you know what you know about Jim Harbaugh and his potential uh, transition back into the National Football League, do you see Harbaugh requesting that type of autonomy from the organization he ends up landing with? Yeah, I think that's going to be the number one question, that an organization that is considering um, <clears throat> Jim Harbaugh needs to answer. I mean, how well is he going to work with a GM? Yeah. Because the uh, the San Francisco experience was, was not a great one. No. I mean, it, it worked for about three months, and then it was a Cold War here where, you know, two guys. I remember guys, it like it was yesterday, man. Jed York being yeah, in the middle right. of all of it. Two guys, uh, opposite ends of the building, really not ever, uh, you know, they, they had a an opening press conference together where uh, Trent Baalke hired Jim Harbaugh, and they appeared together at that press conference. <laughs> that was the last time they were ever seen in a room together 
by the media uh, for the next four years. So, uh, yeah, it got pretty tense between those two guys. We're joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Matt Barrows. He covers the San Francisco 49ers for The Athletic. Make sure you give him a follow on the old X app at Matt Barrows. Let's just play hypothetical here and say that Adam Peters, well, not even play hypothetical. When Adam Peters gets the job, not here in Washington, but anywhere, when you look at his background, who are some of the head coach candidates that you think he would potentially go after? Because Matt with with yeah. Matt with Mike Vrabel being available, they both have New England ties. So hmm. that's right. Um, Peters has been with New England. He's been with the Denver Broncos. Uh, he's been with San Francisco for the last uh, uh, since 2017. I mean, that's been a, a, a good sort of formula to adhere to. You hire somebody who's familiar with the Kyle Shanahan system. Yeah. Uh, that's what the Texans did last year. They hired D'Amico Ryans as their head coach, and then Ryans uh, turned around and, and hired one of Shanahan's uh, top lieutenants, uh, Bobby Slowick, to be his offensive coordinator. And um, they hit it out of the park this year. And so I think that's sort of the template that uh, teams would be looking for. I know that Adam Peters has a good relationship with the current uh, defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Hmm. I don't know who Steve Wilkes would hire as his OC, but there are some candidates on the 49ers staff. Um, Like I said, the the Texas, uh, Houston Texans example is a good one. Uh, so, um, but I, I, I'm just not sure who would, uh, kind of vault to the top of an Adam Peters head coaching list. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to try to sort through that here in the coming weeks and months, uh, as Adam, hopefully for the sake of the rest of the NFL gets out of San Francisco, man, he has built a dynasty down there, man. And I think Matt, the one thing that's commonly, you know, misconstrued here is the involvement that he actually had in building that. I know you touched on that at the beginning of the segment, but in terms of the current power structure in San Francisco, I know Peters leads the draft, but does that put an end to his responsibilities, or is there more that he does there with the Niners? No, um, you know, he, he, he does a lot of the pro personnel stuff. You know, the other day I was walking out of practice and he was walking in with a, a running back that they had just signed to the practice squad. So he's on the phone with, uh, you know, all these agents all the time. I mean, I talked to an agent and invariably, um, you know, I asked about his client and, and that agent will say, yeah, I just talked to AP. That's Adam <laughs> Peters. Um, and so Adam Peters is the guy who's sort of the point man for a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, bringing guys in, uh, workouts, tryouts, all that stuff. So he, he really does have his finger on the pulse of, you know, who's available, who's being brought in, um, signings, all that stuff. Matt, one thing that is commonly talked about and I think is super important when bringing in a new head coach to an organization or a new lead executive is trying to, you know, set a foundation and establish a culture when you think about some of the draft selections that, that Adam Peters has made over the years, I always find having a type over the past decade plus. What do you think would be the quote-unquote type of football player that, that uh, Adam Peters would want to go after? Yeah, this, this was John Lynch's real strength. I mean, uh, Lynch, having played in the NFL for as long as he did, had a real sense of the type of guys that 
he wanted. And so the 49ers had a, um, you know, a, a definite plan uh, and a definite type of guys. And um, Peters calls it his, his gold helmet guys. So these are guys that uh, just really distinguish themselves in a lot of ways, not just uh, how they play on the field, but, you know, are they the leaders of their team? Do they do community service? Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a lot to get this, the standard and not every draft class they have includes a guy like that. There have only been a handful right. over the years. Uh, Talano Hufanga, for example, uh, sticks out to me. He was a fifth round pick a couple of years ago and, you know, a guy who didn't run very well at the combine uh, and got passed over by a lot of teams, including the 49ers. But when they, when they picked him in the, in the fifth round, there was, you know, uh, an ovation. There was a applause in the draft room because this was a guy that um, you know the scouts, the coaches really liked, and so they were so glad to get him on the team. And he's been fantastic uh, since then. He made uh, he made uh, the uh, the Pro Bowl team last year as a second year player, um, and that's one thing that mm-hmm. I think Peters does really well. He gets uh, feedback. He gets opinion from everybody in the front office, uh, regional scouts. Um, he wants everybody to kind of advocate for people that they like, and yeah. then he considers that when, when making these decisions in the draft. And I think that's a, a big reason why this team has, has had so much success in, in rounds four through seven, because yeah. they're, they're able to find special people uh, late in the draft, and they're not relying only on 40 times and right. this, that, and the other. It's, uh, it's There's a lot of character um, questions that uh, come into play with those picks. Matt, one other thing I wanted to ask you. Josh Harris brought in Eugene Shen as really his first uh, executive move during the season, and Eugene Shen, heavy background in analytics, in terms of Adam Peters in the entire 49ers front office, how much of a role does analytics play in their decision-making process? Because I, I feel like it never should be the end-all, be-all, Matt, but a tool uh, to back up your thought process. Yeah, that's exactly how they use it. It's it's a big deal. They have a an entire R&D department that, wow, that okay. looks at that stuff. Um, and it, 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 it comes into play in a big way during the draft. Um, you know, and to the point where, and, and, and I'm going to get this wrong, but they, they drafted a guy in the fifth round this past year, uh, Robert Beal, Robert a defensive Beal. end yeah. out of Georgia, and they, they basically invented a stat for him. Uh, <laughs> the 49ers want defensive linemen who get off the uh, uh, line of scrimmage very quickly. Uh, they have a very kind of a, aggressive style along the D-line, and so – they figured out um, a way to calculate, uh, I forget what the yardage is, but basically how quickly Robert Beal has been, had been firing off the line of scrimmage and um, uh, towards the offensive line. And so that's why they probably had him uh, ranked a little bit more highly than, than other teams did. Uh, so uh, it's something that he and that Peters and I discuss every year after the draft and how some of these guys sort of distinguish themselves from a, um, a stats, uh, from a numbers uh, analytics-based uh, system. So it's something that um, he used a lot here, and uh, if, if the commanders are kind of uh, 
augmenting that department there, I think that's going to mesh very, very well if they hire Adam Peters. Matt, I'll let you go by putting you on the spot, my friend. I apologize in advance. As someone who knows the 49ers inside and out and has gotten to build a relationship with Adam Peters, Matt, where do you ultimately think he lands? I mean, like I said earlier, uh, it, it seems like this this Washington um, gig uh, would be a great one. I mean, um, you know, only a few of these come open every year. Um, you know, and I think the other part of that is that if you keep um, turning down jobs, uh, then I think these teams will conclude that this is you're somebody that doesn't want to be a GM. Yeah. Uh, so um, it, this might be the year for him to make that move. It sounds like um, it, it might be. Um, I don't know uh, how well the, the interview is going in Miami. But, I think it's uh, happening right now, Matt. <laughs> I yeah, think it was supposed to be a is. nightcap. <laughs> yeah, they're probably having some stone crabs down there right now <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna have a TV dinner. So, uh, that's, that's, are you a bank? Are you a banquet you, uh... guy? <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Hey, Matt, appreciate you giving us some time as always, my friend. Uh, we'll talk soon. All right, anytime. That's gonna do it here for this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter, it is very simple. It is at n e l l underscore btp. I'm back with you tomorrow, one to four p.m. Over on our sister station, the Team 980, with the rooster, Chris Russell. CBS Sports Radio, coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.